Welcome to another episode of Vacation Rental Insiders Podcast. It's time to learn from Ryan and Lucas how to become a short-term rental property host and start a successful vacation rental business. Get ready to learn and be the best host you can be. And now your hosts, Ryan and Lucas. Hey, this is Ryan. And this is Lucas. So guess what, guys? Today's the day. Today's the day we have our sequel episode <laughs> to the guest story. Should I say nightmare guest? I mean, it's not really nightmare guest. Actually, okay, let me amend that. Mine is not a story about nightmare guests. It's about a, it's a story about what happened to some of my guests. That's more fair, okay? This story is not about a bad guest. It's about something that happened to my guests. And it's, it's just uh, one of the craziest things I never thought would happen. And I got to tell you, uh, I thought it was a bigger deal than my guests did. I was freaked out. Okay, so here's the thing. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of this uh, this little bit of a, a social situation going on here in, in Minneapolis, but uh, back in the summer of 2020, um, there was an incident involving a police officer in Minneapolis. Are you familiar with this, Lucas? Have you heard about this story? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I'm being sarcastic, folks. And, and no, it's not anything to laugh about. I'm just being a little sarcastic because you know what? Everybody knows what I'm talking about, and I haven't even said what I'm talking about. I'm talking about Derek Shelvin, who has now been found guilty of uh, murder uh, of a uh, of an of an African American man named George Floyd. Um, that incident, the actual site of where that unfortunate occurrence took place, is a matter of uh, a mile and a half from some of my properties. So um, we're kind of we're kind of in a in a, a epicenter of. Uh, these, these really historic events. I mean, that's the best way to put it. Right. So one of my properties is actually on a busier street that is a pretty main thoroughfare through Minneapolis. And as some of you may know, there was a lot of civil unrest in the days after the George Floyd, uh, situation and, and, um, his death. And so there was rioting, there was looting, um, fires were started, um, you know, things were thrown at police, uh, an entire police precinct was burned, uh, not, not to the ground per se, but the inside is completely burned out. And, you know, grocery stores and fast food restaurants and, and auto shops and auto stores and parts stores were all burned to the ground. The situation was really uh, bad. And so there I am as a, as a multi-unit uh, Airbnb short-term rental manager. And so I was being a responsible manager and I hopped in, in one of my vehicles. I, I used the biggest truck I own and drove around going from one property to the next all night, just making sure that nothing near my properties or nothing, uh, none of my properties are getting affected because we, we were relatively close to some of this rioting and this unrest. Um, so Throughout that, in, in that incident, by the way, that, that situation really went on for about two weeks. We had two full weekends of, of stuff going on. It was just awful. Well, one of the properties in particular, uh, there is an auto parts store two doors down from one of my houses. And then kitty corner to that was a gas station, is a gas station. And gas stations were getting looted and auto parts stores were being targeted to be lit on fire. I, I don't understand the logic of burning down auto parts stores, but 
these riders, I guess, felt like all of the automotive fluids inside of an auto parts store would be better to burn. I mean, it's the best logic I can come up with. You, you got any better theories, Lucas? <laughs> Uh, no, no. <laughs> I think I think I'm going to go with that one. They want the fluids to burn and so forth, and they they weren't necessarily burning down gas stations, but they were looting the heck out of them. They wanted all the Snickers, they wanted all the Marlboro lights, and they wanted all the Mountain Dew. I don't know. I'm making that up, but anyway. So these these stores were in very close proximity to one of my properties in particular. Well, on the first weekend of unrest and and rioting, um, an attempt was made to loot the store right there by our property. And something happened where some of the neighbors saw what was going on. And because this is in a part of South Minneapolis and uptown, it isn't strictly a commercial like strip mall, but there's houses kind of embedded on the intersections. If, if I, I think everybody knows what I mean, there's an urban environments like this everywhere. Um, there was residents nearby and they said, Hey, people knock it off. And they went over there and they said, get out of here. And they shoot them away because it's one of those neighborhoods. Everybody just kind of looked out for each other. Well, from that moment forward, there was kind of a neighborhood watch formed. And so the building owners and the business owners and the neighbors all collectively made a pact to help each other out. And so the gas station and the auto parts store and the auto shop next to that and everything on that corner was then posted up at. There was neighbors on folding chairs and they had, I'm not making this up. They had baseball bats. They had you know, cans of mace. Um, they had all these things on them as weapons, you know, nothing like, you know, they weren't carrying guns or anything like that, but they were ready to defend their neighborhood. They didn't want to see things get burned down because, you know, they're so close to residential buildings. It could have resulted in a, a neighborhood fire. Well, it just so happened that one of those nights, one of the rioters, like many people who went down there to riot, they were driving, um, they were driving down this main road, extremely fast speeds uh, in cars that had no license plates. A lot of times they were driving with no lights on and they were just zooming in and out of the riding area. They were kind of currying people back and forth from wherever the heck they were all staying. I don't know because these people just came out of nowhere, everybody. I, I don't know what happened, but so anyway. One of these drivers was in a pickup truck and he was screaming down our street and all of the people on this nightly watch over these businesses in the area saw this truck coming and they were so concerned about the way he was driving. that They got off of their folding chairs and got off of the sidewalk because they were concerned about him. And sure enough, he came through the intersection and I guess he he must have slammed on his brakes because there was a car as he was running a red light. So he starts fishtailing. He goes all the way out of control. And sure enough, he swerves and loses control of the truck. And he plows into three cars right in front of, you guessed it, my property. Wow. So, <laughs> guys, you should have seen the front end of this truck. It was a pancake. Okay. This kid driving the truck was lucky to be alive. Well, here's what happens next. After he puts renter number one's car way up in the yard and then puts the other one's car up into the easement on the sidewalk and then hits a third car in front of that, um, he manages to get out of the truck. Well, the neighborhood watches, well, watching. <laughs> okay, they saw this whole thing take place. So what do you think they do? They're running after the guy. And they get him. <laughs> they had to make a citizen's arrest 
drag him in zip ties back to the truck while the police were responding. Now, keep in mind, it, it took a while for the cops to get there. The cops were dealing with riots and protecting property over in the rioting area. So a cop finally shows up. They arrest the guy, DUI and high on all kinds of stuff and everything else. And, and uh, you know, so I get a call from one of the tenants in the building. I do have a long-term rent and, uh, renter in that building still because he's one of my friends. I'm not going to kick him out to make a short-term rental. So he calls me up and he's like, you're not going to believe what happened. And he starts sending me all these photos. And I'm just like, oh, my goodness. So. I start calling all my short-term renters, you know, that are staying on the, on the other floors of the building. And it just so happened that both of the people that were staying there were staying for like a week, week and a half, two weeks. Um, so they were, they were longer short-term stays, if you know what I mean. And um, man, I, I can't make this up. The, the one guy was like, it's all right. We'll get a rental and drive home. They came all the way from Colorado to see family. And it just so happened to be rioting while they got here, but they, uh, he was just so chill about it. And it was a really nice Lexus SUV that got demolished. And he, you know, he told me, he's like, you know, I've got about five cars and this was one of my favorites. It was just the nicest riding car. Da, da, da. But that's okay. We've got a rental car. We'll go home and we'll get the insurance check and we'll get a new one. <laughs> like, Oh my goodness. And then the folks on the first floor, you know, they're, I, I called them, reached out to them and made sure they were, you know, settled in and, and, and okay with everything. And they couldn't believe it happened either. And then even three days later when their tow truck hadn't quite showed up yet, they're like, Hey, we're really sorry. The car is still in the yard. The tow truck's coming. And I was like, Oh my goodness, I'm okay. Don't worry about it. You know, it's not a big deal. It was just, you know, with all the riots going on, everything else it was all just par for the course. But anyway, both tenants ended up recovering from the situation, got new cars and, and, and they moved on. But that was uh, one of the craziest things I've had happen at one of my short-term rentals right there. Um, and just in general, that whole week, those, that two-week period where all the riots were going on, you know, I had tenants coming and going at some of the other properties as well. And I was getting people saying, hey, should, should I even come to town? <laughs> Is it safe? And I'm like, the riots are happening where the riots are happening. They're not happening in residential neighborhoods. And I, I said, I assure you, everything's okay. And and of course, a drunk driver takes out a bunch of their cars. <laughs> so what, great luck, right? But anyway, um, so that, that story. Wild. Yeah, wow. dude. Yeah, it was it was wild. So okay. So you're gonna you're gonna upstage me again, I'm sure. You've got you've got a great story uh as well, right? It is uh it's wild. So it's it's wow. Okay, uh, it gives me like chills even like talking about this night because this guest got it was bad. Um, so these guests, um, they messaged me. I, I have two guests trying to check in on the same day. Uh, that day, they're both trying to do like this last minute check in thing, uh, which is mm -hmm. like the first and only time that's ever happened to me. Um, and so this lady's trying to book me off Airbnb, right? Okay. And um, I'm like, Okay, these other people are kind of giving me the runaround, and I'm just like, I was new to this. This might have been like two years ago, so it might be my first year. And um, I was like, okay. Um, I told her that, you know, she, I gave her my phone number on Airbnb's platform because every now and then I get an elderly person who it's their literal first time booking and they can't figure <laughs> out the site. Um, and they don't want to talk to I'm not picking on elderly people, but they can. Yeah, so I, I I wiggled my way around and gave her my phone number prior to the booking. Yeah. And, um, and I was, I was speaking uh, to this person who I thought was elderly, not elderly. Uh, but anyways, in any, in any capacity, she was not uh, able to use technology to the, 
to the best of her ability. Um, <laughs> so I tell her, uh, you know, fine. When you guys come on down, when you get here, you'll book, you can book on, on the property. Right. Yeah. And so I was like, I'll walk you through it. I can't walk you through it over the phone. If you guys are already on your way down here, she had, she'd given me this story that she booked another Airbnb and, um, they were in like Tampa area and that's when red tide was over there. So if you're not familiar oh. with red tide, yeah, the oxygen, uh, uh, the algae blooms, it sucks all the oxygen out of the water, kills all the fish, thousands of yeah. dead fish wash us on the sea and it just stinks. Yeah. Um, so she's coming over from Tampa. I say, okay, okay. I, I will, uh, I'll, I'll help you out here. Cause I wasn't familiar with her situation. I was like, you guys get here. I'll help you book it on Airbnb, but on Airbnb. Um, so she gets there and right from the get-go something is wrong when she arrives like mm. you just looked at these people and you're like what did i just get myself into um can, can you can them, you without being um in any way rude impolite or stereotyping of any groups was there any characteristics that um we we can we can talk about here if you pictured um I love how you're struggling here <laughs> yeah if anybody's it, ever had a, if clean. anybody if anybody's ever had friends on some hard drugs ah um there you go so in the in the politest <laughs> sense of that word some hard drugs and that's just kind of what it looked like um and and the more you started talking to them they started slurring their words uh pretty oh, bad and, and it became pretty evident quickly that um um maybe she was having withdrawals and he had just got done using up not oh, within the last man. hour and so i wasn't going to judge them though. i was like well maybe this is uh maybe this is normal for them you know i was trying to rationalize the situation to myself um so we get in there and she's trying to give me cash for the stay and i'm like no 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 you have to book it on airbnb oh boy i don't want your cash so she oops out her airbnb and she books the property so we get up to the unit i give them the tour per usual at this nice very high-end condo and uh we give them the tour and I get up to the unit and I am uh, meeting with her. I'm trying to get her to book the unit on Airbnb. I've showed her where, you know, and she's agreed to get it booked on Airbnb. Um, and I'm showing her how to do that. And he's like, hey, I got to run down to my car. And um, I was like, okay, well, here's my keys, which my, you've seen my keys, right? Yeah. It's the thing yeah, that's on lanyard. That. It's It's not the lanyard. It's my big set of keys that are for that oh. building that have like, <laughs> 900 keys on them um not my lanyard it's it's okay my, okay uh, yeah whatever you call that thing that holds all your keys you mean and, the janitor uh, ring yeah yeah that's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so i give that to him and he goes down and, and and he's gone for a while right and i'm like man he just went down to the garage like where's he going i gave him my i gave him my keys because it's on a key fob and he yeah. didn't have a key fob yet um, he had, I was like, Oh, here's my keys. You're going to need them to get back in. I should have just given him a key fob. I don't know why I did it, but I handed him my keys. Um, I think maybe because at the time I couldn't find where the, the previous guests or the cleaners set the key fobs. Now I sure. have this designated place where they set them, but yeah. back then I didn't. And, um, so I gave him my keys. He went down. Well, it turns out he gets lost, right? But we're gonna, <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to give you a, per, a point of view perspective from how this went down in my eyes. So he comes back upstairs, right? And all of a sudden he like knocks on the door and I answer it. You know, I, I go, somebody knocks on the door and I'm like, I can't, who, who's, who's answering this? It's like 10 o'clock at night. And so I go over there and I answer it and he just starts flipping out. He oh starts boy. freaking out. I knocked on this door. 
10 times and nobody answered. Why did you guys ignore me? And you can tell he's on drugs at this point. Like he just, just went and got high. He, wherever he went, he is absolutely on something. He's raging. And I'm like, she even looks at him. She goes, no, uh, you didn't knock on the door. Nobody knocked on the door. We were standing right at the kitchen table. Uh, this is the unit that uh, you and I were in Ryan when we, when we did the flooring. Yeah. Um, so we're standing at the kitchen table that's right there and you yeah. can know how close the door is. Yeah. And um, I mean, it's like, it's like 15 feet away. Yeah, yeah. If somebody knocked on the door, you would know if they knocked on the door. Yeah. And so turns out he was at a different unit. Okay. But he didn't know that. But <laughs> no. right when I opened the door, right, right. When I opened the door, I, I, he kind of like, he was screaming, screaming, screaming. And he took like two steps in and I kind of stepped back towards the table by her. There he goes, dude. He cocked his arm back through those keys and they hit me square in the chest. <laughs> Squared up my chest, dude. I had a welt for like two days because it's wow. a full set of keys. And he just he just hucked them at me. And I looked at her and five minutes prior to this taking place, she had booked the property, like fully went through on Airbnb. No. And then went right through my mind. I was like, there's no refund and you're getting the heck out of my property. Wow. Um, so at the time- not right then and there. So this story gets even crazier. Uh, um, I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> yeah, dude, so I don't know what to do. I've never kicked the guest out. And I was like, what do I do? What do I do? She just booked the property on Airbnb. What do I do? So I go downstairs and I go to the security guard. His name is John. He's the nicest human being on this planet. Yeah. And um, John goes, you're not going to believe this, Lucas. And I'm like, what? He goes, that guy that guy that you, that just checked in, he goes, something I saw, I saw him on the camera and I immediately knew something was wrong with that guy. Like, like he saw it from the camera when I saw in person, yeah, this yeah. guy went down to the garage, couldn't find his way back up to the building. So he starts walking outside the condominium complex, oh screaming profanities outside in the middle of the road, in the wow. middle of the road, he's screaming profanities. And John's just out there and John goes out there. He goes, Hey, um, do you need any help? And he goes, Hey, can I, can I use your phone? And John's like, um, yeah, you can use my phone. And so he, he tries calling this girl, but he doesn't remember his, her phone number. And then he, <laughs> he tells, he tells John, he goes, your phone's not working. And John goes, well, my phone works fine. If you put in the right number and he goes, your phone's not working. Oh, this is that goodness. high on drugs guy telling John, the security guard, his phone doesn't work. This is, so this, this guy, is not, this is, this is by the way, uh, venturing from really funny to super scary actually. It was, whoa, it was wild. So, um, he, apparently he peeled, he was, he had, he had taken his car. So he goes back to the garage, he gets his car, comes back up front and asks John if there's a different phone he can use. And John goes, no, this is the only phone I have. It's my phone. And uh, he goes, okay. So the dude drives like half a mile down to a best Western and uses their phone. I'm sitting in the unit when she gets a call, but I don't know that it's him. She right. says she said something to him and it didn't click in my brain that that was going on at the time because I had no idea. Yeah. And she just acted like everything was normal. Yeah. And um, so he gets back up there. We all go in. So I'm down talking to John after all this takes place. And John's telling me what just took place. And I'm like, oh, my God, I want them out of the unit like now yeah. before I find somebody dead the next day in my unit. No I... <laughs> and uh, so John's like, all right, well, we'll call the, you know, first I'm going to I'm going to have I'm going to write down like this. Uh, I don't know. They have this little report that you write down and then we're going to go knock on the door. They, these people thankfully left because they wanted to go get some food yeah. um, at IHOP. And okay. so, cause it was late and they hadn't eaten yet. So they were, they texted me like, Hey, we're going to go get, they, they kept saying, he kept saying he was really hungry while I was giving the tour. He's like, I want to go eat. I want to go eat. Yeah. And so they were going to go to IHOP, which is the only place open by that time. Yeah. And um, they leave, which actually worked out in my, my, 
it worked perfectly because I sent them a text that said, you can't stay at the unit, return the key fobs immediately. Um, as soon as you're done eating, you can't stay here. Um, <laughs> to which they got back to the unit. They got back into the garage. I waited for an hour and a half with John. It's now like one o'clock in the morning. Um, as soon as we saw him come through in the garage on video, we went down there before they could ever get into the building and said, hey, uh, give me the key fobs, to which they had already lost, quote unquote, a key fob. You kidding? Um, yeah, apparently they brought both of them and already lost one because I went upstairs and I changed the door code while they were gone. Yep. And um, so they couldn't get in um, wow. and we were going to stop him. So he starts this this dude that's high as a kite um, starts telling me how he's a he's he's a super lawyer and he's going to sue me. <laughs> And I had already called Airbnb and discussed it with them and uh, sent them all the documentation that the security guard and I had filled out. Oh my God, what a wild night. They ended up leaving like peacefully. But I mean, he told me that it was funny because afterwards John and I were laughing because this guy was like, I'm a super lawyer. I'm going to sue you into the ground. And I was like, you do it. We have all of this footage on the security cameras here at the building of you being an absolute psychopath. And fortunately for me in this condominium at that particular unit, there's a ring doorbell right outside our unit that caught everything that caught nice. almost everything besides him throwing stuff at me, but it caught him like screaming at me and her like that he had knocked, but and he never knocked. He was never at our unit, which makes me feel bad for whatever unit he was at. Right. Um, but, but yeah, so that, that's my wild story is uh, how I got hit with some car keys, but wow. that was a very scary, uh, a very scary ordeal for me. Cause that's when I was new to this. Now I would immediately be like, all right, get out. We're done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. You, but, you've, you've come, uh, you've come a little ways from that uh, sort of sheepish response. Uh, now it's just like, turn around right now. You're done. I'm over with you. Yeah. yeah now <laughs> it's like, we don't, we don't have time for this. I don't have my day is too busy to deal with you. So your, your reservation has <laughs> been terminated effective five minutes ago. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's, that's that crazy story. Um, nice. You know, for anybody that, has anything you know similar to that or or anything that you know may scare them just know that it's one out of every you know in ryan's case maybe even a thousand guests yeah Uh, for me it's the only one that's happened like that up until you know the previous episode where i had that you know that that weird guy that got too drunk but that guy got too drunk it's kind of a different thing i mean these people were on these people were both on something uh, right and i think that she hadn't used to just to try to get herself through a conversation with me. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, I, there, I, you know, we, we could talk about uh, the, 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 you know, drug, uh, you know, the drug addicted folks that try and stay at our places and we could, we could discuss all that in detail, but it is, it is a fact of life that if you don't properly screen your tenants, which by the way, we have it in queue as an episode, we're going to, we're going to talk about this in depth on another episode, but you guys screen your screen, your tenants. Some of this can, some of this can be avoided. So, and uh, Lucas and I have done some growing since we started and we know what to look for. So anyway, we'll share that in another episode. In the meantime, guys, uh, thanks again for listening to another episode. Hope you were entertained by these stories. Um, in the meantime, be the best host you can be and get that money. Get that money. Thanks for listening to the Vacation Rental Insiders podcast. Please remember to rate us so other smart people just like you can find us. And hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Until next time, be the best host you can be.